and you're listening to Pharmaceutical Calculations, a podcast about tips, tricks, and strategies for solving pharmaceutical calculations. This episode was originally broadcast on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy. In this video, I'm going to show you how to use the algebraic method to solve this tricky dilution calculations question. Now, if you need a more thorough tutorial on dilution calculations or you just want to see several solved examples on dilution calculations, then I'm going to put a link to a playlist in the description and I'm going to link it in the cards as well. But let's get right to the question. The question says a three-year-old child has been prescribed carbocysteine 62.5 milligrams four times a day as part of a four-week trial to help manage his asthma symptoms. His doctor would like this to be a 5 milliliter dose for ease of administration. What quantity of diluent would you require to make up the 4-week supply? Given that you have 250 milligrams per 5 milliliter solution in stock. So let's reflect on the question for a minute. The goal here actually is to find a way to ensure that each time this 3-year-old patient takes the carbocysteine, they're going to get 62.5 milligrams of carbocysteine in each teaspoonful, each 5 ml dose. And so that's the whole rationale. And you have as your starting stock solution, 250 milligrams per 5 ml or per teaspoonful, which essentially is 50 milligrams per milliliter if you kind of simplify the ratio right there. But for our purposes, the goal is to determine how much of the diluent, you know, what volume of diluent that will be needed in order to be able to change this concentration from the 250 milligrams per 5 ml to 62.5 milligrams per 5 ml. And so the strategy we want to use here is the algebraic method. And because you are mixing two things, your starting stock solution and the diluent, then you have a two-component system, and so your equation would be C1Q1 plus C2Q2 equals C final Q final. Here, the C1 is the concentration of the first component. Q1 is the quantity of the first component. C2 is the concentration of the second component. And Q2 is the quantity of the second component. Now, CF is the concentration of your final product, and QF is the quantity of your final product. So, for the purposes of this calculation, let's go ahead and do a quick assignment. We will call the carbocysteine stock solution as our component 1, and then we will assign the diluent to be our component 2. And so, more specifically, the concentration of the stock solution is 250 milligrams per 5 milliliters. And the quantity actually is not given, so we do not know that. We can just leave that as Q1. Then, subsequently, the concentration of the second component, which is the diluent. So, the diluent will not have any amount of the carbocysteine. And so, the concentration there will be zero. And then, the quantity, which is Q2. It's also not known, so we just leave that as Q2. Then you have the concentration of the final product. And here, the goal is to have 62.5 milligrams in every 5 milliliter dose. So the concentration would be 62.5 milligrams per 5 milliliter. Then the final quantity is also not known, but it's also given as Q1 plus Q2. 
So because you're mixing just two components together, when you sum up those quantities, you should end up with the final quantity. So that's why you have QF equals Q1 plus Q2. So now we can go ahead and substitute this information into the equation. And so for C1, we have 250 milligrams and 5 milliliters times Q1 plus C2, which is 0, times Q2. And that should be equal to CF, which is 62.5 milligrams and 5 milliliters times QF. Now, you will notice that you have one equation with three unknowns. And even though zero times any number is zero, so zero times the Q2 will give us zero, you will still end up with one equation with two unknowns, which is the Q1 and the QF. So there's a smart way around this, and that's what I want to show you in the next step. And that is to make use of the real understanding of where this algebraic equation is coming from. The algebraic equation is coming from the law of conservation of mass. So anytime you multiply concentration and quantity, you get a mass quantity. And so we're going to make use of that understanding. And what we are going to do is, instead of using the 62.5 milligrams divided by 5 ml times QF, we would simply go ahead and determine what the quantity is going to be for the carbocysteine for this particular preparation once you've diluted it to get the final concentration. Because we have enough information in there to allow us to do that. So what that will actually look like is we'll make use of the dose. So we have 62.5 milligrams per dose. And there are four doses in one day. So times four doses per day. Now you have seven days in one week. And the reason we are doing this is because the entire treatment duration is for four weeks. So times four weeks. So since this is dimensional analysis, we can cancel out the units, the day will cancel days and the week cancel weeks and you can multiply all the numbers in the numerator and divide by what's in the denominator and so what that would look like is you have 62.5 milligrams times 4 times 7 times 4 all of this divided by essentially 1 and that gives 7,000 milligrams. So 7,000 milligrams is the actual amount of carbocysteine that is needed for the four-week supply. So this number is significant because wherever we see CF times QF, we can simply substitute that product with the 7,000 milligram value. So let's go ahead and do that into this equation right here. And so now what we'll have is 250 milligram divided by 5 milliliters times Q1 plus 0 times Q2. And now that's going to be equal to 7,000 milligrams. So let's go ahead and simplify the equation by getting rid of the Q2 because 0 times any number is going to be 0. So 0 times Q2 is going to go to 0. And that leaves us with one variable and one equation which can easily solve for. So what that would then look like is you have 250 milligrams divided by 5 milliliters times Q1 being equal to 7,000 milligrams. Then we can go ahead and solve for Q1. So Q1 is going to be equal to 5 milliliters times 7,000 milligrams divided by 250 milligrams. And that's going to be equal to 140 milliliters. Now, just as a reminder, what we're actually looking for is Q2 because that's the quantity of the diluent. So to find that, we need to know what the final quantity is. And we can easily determine that because CF times qf this is the right hand side is actually equal to 
the 7,000. So we already know what CF is, and so we can easily solve for the final quantity. So what that would then look like is you will have 62.5 milligrams per 5 milliliters times QF being equal to 7,000 milligrams can solve for QF. QF is going to be equal to 5 milliliters times 7,000 milligrams. All of that divided by 62.5 milligrams. And that's going to be equal to 560 milliliters. But notice that QF is equal to Q1 plus Q2. And so we can go ahead and make Q2 the subject of the equation. So Q2 is going to be equal to QF minus Q1. That's going to be equal to 560 milliliters, which is QF minus Q1, which is 140 milliliters. That's going to be equal to 420 milliliters. Now, if you'd like to see more solved problems on dilution calculations, then I'm going to put a link in the playlist, so be sure to check it out. Thank you for listening to today's episode from RX Calculations. You can find all the episodes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash pharmaceutical calculations easy or as articles on our website at rxcalculations.com. If you have any questions on any pharmaceutical calculations topic or you would like to suggest future topics, you can post them on our pharmaceutical calculations forum, website or YouTube channel. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Thanks for listening to today's episode and enjoy life.